I'm very happy to be here this morning. I was, it was suggested that I should show some slides. Um, is it on, Dovi? Okay. Uh, this is the time when I went to Ethiopia to give, uh, to participate in uh, total membership uh, um, involvement. Uh, this was the place where we met. There was no church. It was just uh, under banana trees, as you can see. And these are the benches they used uh, because it was not in the church. People bring just logs to sit on. I'll go very quickly. And uh, sometimes traveling is also hazardous uh, when you travel uh, overseas. Uh, we were passing this in a special car. I will show you the car I was using to, to get there. And this is how the erosion washed the one side of the road. And we are just a few inches from there. We pass every day going and coming back. These are the members that came from East Africa, Kenya, Tanzania, Uganda, and other places. And there were few who came from the United States also, but some of them didn't come because of the fear uh, the plane was crashed down just one week before we went there. So uh, these are the members from East Africa who came to participate in the preaching. Uh, just this one. Uh, this is the way they put the platform for us. This is where we, the stage, <laughs> sand, and then few things to stand on. The meeting was open air outside under the shed. And people come, because we don't have electricity, uh, people come to the meeting at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. and. It doesn't matter if they are working, if they have shop, if they have a store, wherever. People just come on time and wait for the message. As you can see, they are just packed with people every day. Uh, we also bought uh, Bibles and distributed to the members who came, especially the new ones or people who are getting baptized. And this is one of the candidates, and I'm giving them the Bible. Uh, the landscape is just like that. It's not uh, skyscraper buildings. <laughs> it's just mountains and trees. And people go up the, the mountain and down the valley to get here. Uh, this is just the landscape, how it looks like. In fact, this is very close to the place where I was born, so I can see this scene from where I was born. And this is the road. Again, people are accepting the Bible. Uh, in the summertime, even though it is dry on the hills, 
in the valley they grow corn. So it is very green as you can see up there. Um, uh, this one, uh, after one week under the shade of the uh, uh, plant, uh, bananas and things like that, we moved to a church, to another church where we have also people gathering from there for the second week. And the church is packed every day. Uh, this is just part of the scenery when you look from the church. Every weekdays we meet outside and then uh, on Sabbath we meet in the church uh, at this place. Uh, you can see the children are very happy. They are very poor but they are very happy. You just, they break your heart. <laughs> um, this is a <laughs> transportation I used from the conference to the site every day. And the road is just when I came home, when I come home in the evening, it's just like as I was walking in the snow or things like that. But this is the vehicle I use. This thing can, it is just a motorbike. They put seat at the back. There are four people at the back. And then if the driver finds people passing by from the left or the right, he just say, yeah, you can sit here or you can sit here. And then he's in the middle trying to keep control on the road. The worst thing is, if it is completely packed, still some people are looking for a ride because it's countryside and people uh, don't care about the police traffic or things like that. So they say, ah, you can come and sit on my lap. <laughs> so they carry male, female on their lap if they are travel if there are more passengers. And on top of that, they put whatever they were carrying in the basket at the back of this. So you can imagine how heavy the thing is. And when we are passing that uh, hole I showed you, I said maybe the Lord keep us safe on the road. Um, this is exactly where I was born. And uh, uh, the place of the meeting was just five, five minutes from that place. And it's still underdeveloped in the school area. Um, but I'm glad there is road we can use at least that uh, car I showed you. Um, one more thing I show you and then I will stop this. <coughs> this is the marketplace. Uh, I'm going fast. Yeah. In the church that Sabbath, uh, the last Sabbath we had, uh, they brought uh, some uh, child dedication for and, and I thought it was not in the program but when they I said okay 18 people turned out with their children <laughs> and so it took us a long day to uh, place them and so forth so, but their people were very happy uh, this is uh, when they are going down to the valley This is when they are going down the valley for baptism. Uh, we don't have it in the house, so we have to go down to the river, and it was quite a walking distance. 
this is the place people were standing uh, around. So uh, this is what the water looks like. Very clean, right? <laughs> yeah, so. I'll just go quickly. We baptized 49 people that uh, after at the end of that meeting. And uh, this is uh, at the conclusion and there were people. This boy here, he was not baptized. They told him he has to wait for another year because he is too young. He literally cried and ran after me. Said, when are you coming to baptize me? I said, I will come next year. <laughs> Uh, but people are really young people, you know, when they are giving their life, when they are young like that, it's very, um, okay, I think that, that will conclude our program on the pictures. Thank you. So our time is 12 now. What time do I finish? 1230. Huh? 12.30. Okay. <laughs> Is there somebody you want to ask question? <laughs> yes. It's uh, 25 uh, kilometers from that school, but now right there uh, where you saw uh, where we had a meeting uh, was the place where I went for the first time to school to learn the alphabet. And that, there was a school there, it's only up to grade eight. And the government said, if you build uh, the high school building, it's just only four corners and the roof, and then the desk inside, they say they will provide, the government will provide teachers and books for the community. So that is another project we are looking at. Thank you. All right, we have about half an hour I hope you don't finish before I finish, so I will go to the meeting sermon now. <clears throat> uh, shall we pray? Father in heaven, as we open your word, we pray that you open our hearts. Give us a message that we understand and take it home with us and live with it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. The title of my sermon is, It is not if but it is when. There are three things we know, but also we don't know. I'm going to speak to one of those. Number one, everyone who believes in God knows Jesus is coming again, amen? amen. Do we know when he's coming? No, in John 14, three it says, no one knows the hour the time is coming. So we know he's coming, but we don't know when he's coming. That's number one. Number two, we are all subject to this because of sin. In Romans 6, 23, it says the wage of sin is what? Death. But then eternal life, life is also promised for those who believe in God. Do we know when we die? No. But we are heading toward that any of us, because of sin. The third one, everyone is involved with this also, 
We don't know when it comes, but we know when it happens. And it is happening to each one of us every day. Maybe it's big, small, different. That one is the storms of life. In one way or another, we get some storm of life. We go to the hospital, they do the checkup, and they tell us what we don't want to hear. We apply for a job, they say you are not accepted. We apply, apply for immigration to be admitted here. I don't know, you can tell how long it takes. <laughs> Sometimes they say no. Uh, when I applied for my citizenship, I remember they told me you applied after five years staying here when I applied. They said you applied three, three days before your birthday, therefore you have to wait for another five years. So I did. So the storms of life, people walk out and then drive safely to work. Some people don't even come home that day. Or if something happens, they can be paralyzed for life. So this storm comes unexpectedly to any of us anytime, but we don't know when it is coming either. So one can speak on these three things, a sermon on three of these, but because of the interest of time, I want to take the last one, which is involving us every day of our lives. Uh, these are the three eternal truths. The storm comes. The fact is, it's not if, but when. That's, that's the question we have. In John 24, 36, although we don't know when things happen, God says, I will never leave you alone, right? God is always with us. Uh, in Romans 26, 23, we heard about the, the uh, wage of sin. And then we know we experience them. Let us read Mark, uh, the, when we read in Mark 4, 37 to 41, Jesus has been preaching and teaching and healing the whole day by the, on, uh, by the seaside. When it comes to the evening, he wanted to have his disciples by themselves. He told the crowds, now you can go home and rest for the day. These disciples were experts on the sea. They know how to tackle the storm, they know when the storm comes. They know how to go through. He was confident in their <laughs> leadership to take him from one side to the other. <laughs> Not now, but in early times when I drive my car, my wife never sleeps in the car. She sits and waits <laughs> if I am always on the road. But as the years go by, as she goes with me all the time, now she says, Kabi, I'm going to sleep, you go ahead. And she rests asleep when I drive. 
Many people say when you, somebody is sleeping, when you are driving, they say the driver is very good because <laughs> he doesn't move or shake the people. So, Jesus, they see the drive, the boat was very smooth. The disciples were his own group, not anybody who just came a stranger. He fell asleep in the boat to take a rest. And all of a sudden, what happens? The storm came. Last month, my wife and I were traveling to California and then to Hawaii. We took uh, the car and my son drove us to the airport one hour earlier, around one o'clock. We arrived at the airport one hour earlier and we were told the, bus, the plane is late because there was a storm, severe storm in Detroit. I mean, it's just bright sunshine just like this in Lansing. We waited every half an hour. When they announced, they say, we will update you in half an hour. We will update you in one hour. Do you know how much we stayed there? How many hours? Five solid hours waiting at the airport. Because if we miss our flight from Detroit to San Francisco, we miss our flight to Hawaii. That means we have to buy the ticket again. So we stayed until the last minute. And finally, when the plane came, we jumped on, and it was only about 20 minutes. We were hoping to catch the last flight to San Francisco. And when we were about to land in Detroit, guess what happened? The storm came. And I have never heard my wife praying and shouting to Jesus at that time. <laughs> the plane was just going like this and like this and down. She was holding my hand, but in, Jesus, please, Lord. <laughs> As if it was just the last minute of our lives. We didn't expect. Once you are on the plane, there is no way you can. Uh, I travel quite a bit. When I travel, I have never seen somebody trying to jump out of the plane. <laughs> because it's dangerous outside, right? And then in the boat also, the, the, the disciples, when they were there, none of them jumped off the boat because it is much safer to stay with Jesus in the storm than outside. So they stayed. They tried what they can do, but there was nothing. So finally they saw Jesus sleeping sound. One of them went and said, don't you care? We are perishing. Why are you sleeping? Wake up. <coughs> for that statement was strange for Jesus because when he woke up, when he saw them, he said, why are you afraid? I mean, there should be no fear. I'm here. <laughs> I'm with you. What is it about? And then he turns around and said, keep quiet to the storm. Some people say uh, when uh, the, it was calm, 
one of the disciples said, what kind of man is this? He even commanded the storm, right? Jesus stood in the storm, stood up. He has power over nature. He can do anything to calm any storm we face in life. And when we are in trouble, when we are worried, God is able. And he is with us always. When he told the disciples, he said, I'm not promising anything, but I will never leave you alone. God is always with us. When they called on him, Nicodemus called Jesus, as you know, said, teacher, we know you are a teacher from, sent from God, from above. Do you think the disciples called him teacher? They didn't. When you are in trouble, when you are between hard rock and problem, life is at stake, you don't need a teacher. You need? <laughs> you don't need a lecturer. <laughs> they said, they called him, like if you read uh, Mark 4, 38, Nicodemus said, teacher. But if you read uh, Luke 8, 24, they didn't use the word teacher. They said, master. A commander. One who controls everything. One who does something in case of emergency. Help us. We are perishing. Do something. So God told him the wind to keep quiet. Jesus said, why are you so afraid? Fear disturbs us when the storm comes to us. The disciples were amazed. What manner of man is this? Even the wind obeys him. One of the disciples said, I heard him speaking to the wind. That wind was not just easy blowing a small thing uh, like that, but it's like a tornado. The ship was almost turned upside down. But through the wind, through the voice, through the gushing of the water, they heard God talking to the wind. And another one said, it's not only me. <laughs> Even the wind also heard him. They kept quiet. Everything was clear and quiet. Because Jesus said, I will never leave you. I'll be with you always. So when we are in trouble, when we are pressed hard with storms of life that can come to us anytime, Jesus is not very far. When the three Hebrew boys were cast into the fire furnace, he didn't stand by the side. He went into the fire with them. He didn't leave them alone. 
when Daniel was cast into the lion's den, he shut the mouth of the lions, the hungry beast, from eating Daniel. God who was with the Hebrew boys and with Daniel is with us today. Sometimes when we are in trouble, we tend to go different ways to call our friends, our close friends or people we know for help. While Jesus is resting within us, beside us. It's just like a key. If you have a key, many people carry bunches of keys. Uh, especially when you drive, you have a, a car key, but then there are other keys. If you don't know what key is opening what door, that key has no use, does it? No use. It is as if you don't have a key. You must know which one it opens. So when we believe in God, when we talk about prayer and things like that, Jesus is already there listening. All we need is to press the button to him and he will hear us and save us. Um, there was a, a minister who has a daughter and she is a medical doctor. This pastor had a brand new car. His son, who is a teenager, who just got his driving license, comes and asks, Dad, I want to drive this car, and we are going south, maybe Texas or Florida or wherever it was. The minister said, but you are not experienced. You just got your driving license. But Dad, I, I can make it. I know, I'm very careful. And then he said, plus, I'm taking my girlfriend with us. And I do want to show her I'm a man, <laughs> I can drive. And I promise I'll be very careful. Then the father said, on one condition, you sit here on the driver's seat, I will sit next to you, and then she will sit on the other side, just to make sure. And the boy's pride was hurt. Then she says, well, she may think I cannot drive or I'm not really that good at driving. Let me just handle it. So the father let him drive, but he was in the car. As they were driving, they got there very safely. But then on their way back, before they just pack and leave, the cloud changed. The storm and the wind and the rain came down. So the son said, Dad, I know maybe you don't let me to drive back home. But he said, I really want to show. She thinks I can't drive, I'm incapable of driving during the bad weather. Let me drive home. I promise I can drive. 
I can handle. So the dad said, well, it's okay. Whatever happens, you will see. So the boy started driving. As he was driving, he started the windshield on, and he couldn't see outside. He couldn't see the line, which one is coming this way or that way. And then in a short time, there was a heavy truck with dim light coming towards them. The father watched very carefully. But the boy was trying to see and keep it on the road. When he know he is crossing the line toward the truck that is coming, he stretched his hand and turned the wheel and said, keep it in line away from that truck. The boy was sweating. After they passed, the boy left the road and said, Dad, you can drive now. And his dad took over and safely drove the car home. When we are in trouble, when our heart is broken, when the storm hits our home, our children, our family, our business, whatever it is, the only source of strength we have is God, to let him drive the road, on the road. If we can do that, no matter when and in what size the storm comes and hit our lives or our loved ones. We can be rest assured that God will stand in that storm and command to keep silent. So, <clears throat> it doesn't matter what your storm is. I don't know what the storm is ahead of you. In the storm, either we are just coming from the storm, or we are going to the storm, or we are expecting something. It will happen. We live here. It's by the mercies of God that we make to home safely. But Jesus can stand still to tell your storm and my storm to be quiet. He is the only source. He is the only dependable God we have. We have to trust him at all times. There are people who struggle with all kinds of problems, storms. These storms can come in different ways, different sizes, different times, which we cannot avoid. There may be things we can do. There are things we cannot do. 
by our own. But we have God who is able, who doesn't leave us alone. All we need is to commit our worries, our storms to his hand, to his care. And if we trust, and if we do that, life will be much more smoother than fighting on our own. It is my prayer this morning that we all remember God is there to listen to us. Just like as he was with the disciples in the boat. It's only when we forget. It's only when we don't look at him. Remember where he is and call him that we get into trouble. When we call him, no matter what the storm is, he will rise up. No matter if the wind is just about to turn the boat down, he didn't shake, he didn't move Jesus from where he was standing. He stood and calmed the storm. May God bless us with what we have heard. And may we be able to remember always to turn to Jesus for our storms. Thank you.